0: And welcome to episode number 51 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are one half of the Double Doubles from Hamilton, Ontario. Joining us virtually, as always, we have Ryan and Lauren in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome, everybody. So today we are, um, I feel like this is like a PSA episode where we're talking about, um... The Disney Park Pass reservation system, and um, and you know at the at the time of us recording, Disneyland in California has just reopened their um, their park reservation system or opened it for the first time. So, um, but that's restricted to locals at the moment. Um, but we're going to talk about sort of the process of going through uh, making a park reservation, why it's a thing. And, uh, and maybe some strategies as to how we would approach um, making those reservations. Um, so let's start off by talking about what a park reservation is and why we have them. Um, and I think it's safe to say that this was all, <laughs> this was all born out of uh, the pandemic, um, out of COVID restrictions, and the need to restrict capacity at the parks.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, this is not a new thing. Ah, uh, these have been in place since the parks reopened.
0: Yes, way back in what June of twenty twenty, I think so. There was some time in and around there, um, but essentially, Disney needed to make sure that they um, didn't hit uh, or didn't overfill the parks or didn't reach above capacity when they were trying to restrict capacity to things like twenty five percent of their of their overall capacity of people in the parks. And uh, rather than just have people go to a park and then get turned away because the park was full, um, they figured it would be a lot easier if they had a reservation system where guests who had tickets had to um, had to actually tell Disney which park they were going to be attending ahead of time. Um, it's
1: basically a fast pass slash dining <laughs> reservation, yeah. but for a park, a park on each day. So. So yeah, you have to pick for your stay ahead of time.
0: Yeah. So I mean, in terms of what goes into making a park reservation, uh, obviously Disney is very good at um, walking people through this process, but you do need a valid park admission. So you need tickets, you need a reservation, Um, uh, you need tickets to go to the park um, already linked to your account. That's very important. Um, but then, I
1: want, sorry, I want to cut in and say on their website, though, Disney is encouraging people to check the availability um, before, before they
0: make like hotel reservations or before or you plan your yeah. trip um, to check the availability ahead of time of the I theme parks. We'll so get that to that not, a little later. But. So you're not disappointed. But yeah, so essentially you have to have a valid park admission that's linked to your Disney account. Um, then you can create your party sort of like making a fast passes, um, who you're traveling with. You, you pick a day and then you choose which park, which theme park you'd like to visit for that day. Um, we'll talk about park hopping, uh, in a little bit, but when we first started, there was no park hopping when this reservation system came out. So it, um, yeah, once you, once you've Link to your tickets, you've made your party, you pick a day and which theme park you're going to. And if that's available for, for you to uh, to go to, then you can make your park reservation. I think there's a confirmation and um, and sort of a disclaimer um, that you have to agree to, and then, then you're all set. But you have to make park reservations for every day that you're there, um, which is a little more cumbersome and makes you sort of have to plan a little bit further out uh, ahead of time.
2: And I think the thing for me that I really think a lot about is that you're not going to be able to change on the fly. You're not going to be able to say, Oh, well we're, you know, the weather's going to be bad. So yeah. we're going to go here instead of there. Like it's just so much less flexibility.
0: Yeah. Well, I think
3: that's actually, that actually kind of prompted this, this whole episode was, uh, I think last week and I, you know, there was a heavy rainstorm in, in Orlando, as there tends to be in this time of year, April, May, June. And, um, you know, there's a lot of guests upset because their Animal Kingdom Day, which, of course, is kind of the worst park to get, you know, a, a rainstorm day. Yeah, uh, there's not as many interior places to hang out as there is at Epcot, Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. And so if you've got that day locked in and the problem is, is if it's a busy week, you can't switch your day no from the monday let's say to wednesday or or you know you know you, you can't shuffle things around where before this um you know you didn't have to you could move your park days you might mess up your fast passes or dining reservations but you know you weren't you know you, you didn't have to worry about being kind of blocked out for future days during the rest of your trip
0: yeah. And thinking like this is something that uh, making park reservations ahead of time is something that you have to do further out than you expect, because as we're looking right now, just at the availability over the next month or so is it's not it's not full availability. There's different um, depending on what kind of ticket uh you have or what kind of um, reservation you have. You'll, there are different blocks of reservations available. So Disney has set aside a number of reservations for uh, now annual pass holders. Um, but they also have some specific reservations set aside for resort guests. And then they have a larger chunk that are available just for ticket holders. So. But that's
1: not to say um, a resort reservation... Um does not guarantee you admission to the park. It doesn't mean that there is availability for you to go to the park. That's right. And uh, I know that spring break um, last like in in March was a tricky time for some people. And last minute booking a last minute trip um was really difficult because a lot of those days were just, sold out across across the board
0: yeah if you're looking especially if you're only looking to go for let's say four or five days um if there's no day where a magic kingdom reservation is available that's a pretty disappointing trip in my mind um if you're sort of stuck in the in the other one yeah
1: so i i would say you really want to book um your park your park reservations as soon as you book a trip yeah, and as um, far
0: out as possible, and, and really. And we
1: did that for the fall. Yeah. Um, and we, we kind of just thought, okay, well, we need to book something. We need to just have parks to go to, you know, and if... if, uh, But, it, I mean, it's kind of arbitrary, right? Like, you just kind of think, okay, well, how many days do I want to go to this park? <laughs> uh, well, we weren't I, really basing it too much on, you know, like, there wasn't extra magic hours to consider. I was going to say,
0: before um because we've always been big planners ahead of time um if there we would take a look as far out as we could at the at the park hours that were available and extra magic hours that were available and so you either plan your days around going to extra magic hours or avoiding extra magic hours um but now um or at least what the the iteration of extra magic hours moving forward is that it it's not at a specific park it's at every park and it's only half an hour in the um, morning in the morning so that doesn't influence your decision anymore so yeah you're right it is now an arbitrary decision of like what day of the week you you want to go i mean i'm sure there's still uh and we can talk about this in in a little bit but some logic in in terms of what what you pick and when but um but yeah, uh, what about you guys? Were you guys always uh, looking ahead uh, to see what kind of parks you would you would want to go to? Or... I think
2: that I was uh, wishfully hoping that it would all get fixed and changed <laughs> yeah. before we go. Right. But...
3: Yeah, I think like when we were booking trips, I, like yeah, I would definitely. We always had kind of a plan. We always knew what park we wanted to start at, what park we wanted to end at. Right. Um, you know, and to be honest, I, I mean. You know when dining plan days you uh I mean I shouldn't say dining plan days but when it came to you know dining reservations you were looking 180 days before you started uh before you went to the parks anyways and kind of planned what parks you were going to go to based on what meals you would get right um so that was definitely something that we you know we'd get up at five in the morning and start booking the ADRs and getting all that um kind of figured out but um
2: well and I'm not- Sad about not having to do all that, right? Um, yeah. sorry, we have a little person here huh. who wants to show us Rapunzel yeah. toys. Yeah. Sorry, Rapunzel
3: it's toys. Awfully, awfully distracting, sweetie, to really continue to talking think. about.
2: Oh, it's Rapunzel toys, it's- we love you so much. <laughs> um, but I do have to say, like, I, I, there is a part of me that's kind of like, oh, forget fast passes, you know, they're just annoying in some ways, like, they don't always make it faster maybe they don't like let's see what's like without them yeah so there there's good i think in that experiment but um i like to be a little bit more flexible so having to choose my day and sticking with that park and not being able to change no matter what you know that that's not exciting
3: now now keep in mind really it's the busy times of year in which you would be locked in so if you were like a christmas trip easter trip you know spring break You know, you're probably going to want to have your your options hammered down as soon as you thought about it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you've got a trip in August, you know, and you're a Canadian and it's last week of August, (laughs) hurricane season, you are more than welcome to flip that day around however you want it, you see fit. But uh, yeah, I um, mean, there might
0: not be full availability of other parks, but I bet there's probably good availability at a couple.
1: Yeah. I think it's hard for some people to think about like. It as like mate like fingers crossed it m- that might be the case do you know what I mean whereas before um it was just like oh you could park hop or you know like well actually today right. we mm-hmm. want to go to this this park instead and yeah if it wasn't a holiday like Christmas or New Year's then you kind of knew there was that possibility and yeah. right now it's a little harder to tell just how flexible you can be so I mean y- yeah you can be hopeful but I think it's hard for some people to, to not know for sure that there, that there is that option and not feel locked in. Um, like I'm, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, (laughs) I think it's easier. Like, like Lauren was saying, there's no fast passes to book right now.
0: No. So you
1: don't have to worry about that. And dining is partially available, at sixty days out, yeah.
0: So at least you're not having to make your park decision dates around um, your dining reservations one hundred and eighty days out. But <laughs> you have some right. flexibility.
1: But if you can't get, you know, the reservation you want at Epcot, then you're kind of still at Epcot.
0: That's true. Uh, like if you were, yeah. if you were like, oh, um, you know, my my Via Napoli. Um, Reservation is only available on Thursday, but there's no park availability that day. Like, unfortunately, you have to make uh, make other plans. Or Yeah,
2: wouldn't you be mad if you could only eat at a quick service? And that was your only choice? <laughs> oh, boy, I'd be mad.
0: Absolutely. Um, I wonder, like, if, if it's something that um, it's worth mentioning now, because it wasn't always the case, um, about park hoppers. Uh, because when we started off um and disney was introducing the park reservation system it was one park per day and that was it like they'd gotten rid of park hoppers temporarily um you just had to pick a park and you were there for the day and like um as uh as ryan mentioned with like animal kingdom if you were there and it was raining like that's that's it you're there for the entire day and you don't have um you don't have the option of um, of, of changing your mind or uh, or picking something else.
3: Well, and so I, I just want to a couple of questions regarding this. Do you guys think that park hoppers will go back to the old ways in which you could flip hmm. no matter what? Right? Right. Like you could go at 10 o'clock in the morning from Animal Kingdom to Epcot. Or do you think they will keep this 2 o'clock time <sighs> moving forward because yeah, so it does again it allows for some that comes structured planning on disney's part which they love
1: yeah
3: uh and so i wonder if there's a bit of kind of pre pre-thought in well in i mean according this to restriction.
1: bob chapek uh guest satisfaction is super high right <laughs> uh he said that recently and so i could see them saying like oh yeah no people people love it um I, yeah, that's, that's just because everybody's happy to be. Somewhere. I know that's it's true. true. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I I think like so um, so for everyone who uh, who wants to know, the park hopper option that is available now only allows you to go to another park after two p.m. on uh, on your given day. You have to start your day at your reserved park, and then you can go to any one of the other parks um, in that. Uh, after two o'clock
1: and it, it doesn't require another park reservation no but, not uh, at the
0: moment anyways but
1: you can also check the availability um like on the app so you don't necessarily have to show up at the park and have it be you know sold out um but yeah i don't know i could see them doing that ryan i could see that two o'clock kind of time frame sticking around for a while
0: yeah i think logistically it, it it really helps Disney out a whole lot.
1: I hope if, it, I would love to see it go back to, to just whatever. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, if, if capacities kind of go back to where they were and, and you just have the ability to, you know what? Sometimes uh, there were days if you had a park hopper and you showed up at a particular park first thing in the morning and it was, you got on a couple of rides, but then it got swamped in the whole park you sometimes just want to go to to another park and uh and take your chances somewhere else and if you had to wait until two o'clock i think that might um that might present its own challenge i don't know what about you do you think it'll go away do you think it'll it'll stay
3: no so i have this grandiose idea that when like disney had like a box of things (laughs) they wanted to do and then the pandemic happened And they were like, oh, my gosh, this is like the best time for us to do this stuff. Yeah, Um, because it's the same with um, the idea of do you think dining reservations go back to 180 days or do they stay at 60?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've always been 60 at Disneyland. Yeah, I I I think they're
0: absolutely going to stay at 60. I kind of like
1: 60 because it's it's not so far out. And for people who are not booking trips, you know that far out it you hope it kind of maybe levels the, f- the field a little bit yeah
0: i feel I like know. there i mean there's more of a mad rush or and i'm assuming once things open up fully there will be more of a mad rush at 60 days but um but it is kind of nice that you know that there's more avail- availability and if you're booking a trip three or four months out um you know that you still have there should still be full availability of dining and by the time you get And this is coming
1: from the people who book their trip like a year in advance. Yes, and, and we would book at the 180-day mark <laughs> <Yeah>. for dining. <laughs> so I'm flexible, but uh, yeah, I don't know.
3: Okay, so then Fast Passes. See, I think this is the things where I'm like, I, I, literally, I really do believe that Disney was like, okay, yeah. let's try these things and see what happens. Yeah. Um. You know, I know the rumor has been that that Max Pass is going to take over Fast Pass, and of course, there's no confirmation. We, it's all speculation. But what do you guys think?
1: Okay, here's my thing with the Max Pass. I don't think it will be exactly the same as Max Pass because I don't. think I don't, it Could be. I don't think the like. So at Disneyland. You pay, what is it, $25 now per
0: person? Is
1: it really that yes. much? Yeah. Because it felt like a lot when it was $10. Yeah. Yes. So 25 wow. and that's per person per day. But you still have the option of getting a paper fast pass, which costs you nothing. Yeah. It's just more um,
0: More work. Because you have to go to the area, you have and, to go to the land yeah. and get the physical so, paper fast pass.
1: So, my question is. Does Disney World do just a strictly paid option? And they don't offer that uh, less convenient option? Do you yeah. know what I mean?
0: I think the oh, other yeah. the other thing to consider too is MaxPass also ties in with photos, doesn't it? Over it does. at Disneyland. Yes. So yeah. when you pay your $25, what you're also getting is all of the pictures from that day um right. as well so for...
1: basically yeah i think i don't think it would be the same as a max pass i think they're still gonna want
0: they're the still memory gonna want f- the memory maker because it's such a big money maker but
1: <laughs> i could i, I don't want to see this but i but i could see them saying like um yeah going to a strictly paid version but but like can you imagine going to epcot and paying 20 dollars a person no. Oh like, no! But that's the thing. Because there's not the same. There's amount not enough of ri- choices, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I wonder if.
1: And um, a family of six. <laughs> <oof>.
0: <laughs> <You'd> <laughs> well, and
3: I wonder. Yeah,
0: sorry, Ryan. so I was just going to say, yeah, you'd have people who would only pay for it at Magic Kingdom, where it mm-hmm. makes the most sense to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, Animal Kingdom and and uh, Hollywood Studios, where there's like eight attractions that you could use a fast pass for or less um it's not well it's dis- not worth it
1: disneyland you can go between the two parks if you have a the hopper yeah and use that so i feel like the value is great at disneyland um so just i don't know that's why i i wouldn't doubt that they'll go to something paid i don't want them to no <laughs> But well, at,
3: and I wonder if there's a hybrid version somewhere in right. between where if you're staying on property, this goes back to perks because, yeah. um, you know, we, we had a discussion about perks somewhat being, uh, relinquished. Um, and I wonder if, you know, you get two fast passes for staying on property right. or, right. you know, and I mean, look at universal Orlando, right? Yeah. You stay yeah. at, you stay at your, the, the, the deluxe resorts, um, their premier deluxe resorts, whatever their their tiered value is. And, you know, you get basically ride all day fast passes. Yeah. um, Yeah. Like ultimate universal equivalent
0: unlimited fast passes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, Although I
2: would say theirs aren't quite as good. Their fast passes didn't work quite as well as.
0: No, I remember years ago when we, when we uh, went, it was a long time ago. But um, but they had, like, the... There was a pass, and I think they still do have it, where you pay for a pass that gets you one fast pass on each attraction. Right. And, yes. and that was, like... <laughs> you just wanted to use them all for the same three attractions and then not have to use them for... Well,
1: the thing was that we... We did it because we were like, okay, well, we only are, are here for, like, two days. We want to make sure we get on everything. Yeah. And I would say about 50% of the rides, we didn't need the Express Pass. We did not need but, an Express Pass right. for Shrek 4D. Yeah. That's but I don't the know. Right. I don't know. But we used it. But remember? we used it. We used it. And then they closed the line with us, like, waiting till the next one. And we were, like, the only people waiting. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had to wait for the next the whole the next attraction <laughs> so we the still next waited ride. a long time yeah anyway uh that was years ago i think it might be a little different now but i think that's such a big added value to staying at one of their higher level resorts well especially your...
0: because like that pass i remember was like a hundred dollars a person yeah to get uh, uh like um essentially fast passes for or express pass um one ride each uh, on each one of the attractions, but it,
1: it would be interesting to see if Disney um, keeps the park reservation system sort of indefinitely. Uh-huh. Uh, what what does their fast pass system look like? Is it booking, or is it here's something that you can use once on these rides? You know what I mean? Something that isn't uh, doesn't hinge as much on. Well, I don't want to be at this park because I couldn't get Flight of Passage on that day. Right, like. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Well, and then the the last one I have is, you know, what does dining plan look like with this system as well, right? Like, there's so many things that was kind of taken off the table for a ton of reasons. Restrictions, obviously, yep. COVID pandemic. But, you know, moving forward, are there tweaks that Disney makes to this? You know, right before this happened, you know, Disney had released the... Gosh! The, oh yeah, the
1: dining, the dining plus?
3: plan. Was oh the dining, yeah,
0: dining plan the,
1: plus.
3: Yeah, dining the plus Dining plan plus plus or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and anyway, so I just wonder: is do they come up with different tiers? Are there again, you know, just different, uh, you know, wrinkles to this with the planning? Because truthfully, the dining plan is is such a great option for so many families, but I wonder if there's an opportunity for Disney to do dining cards or whatever like Mm -hmm. i just i i think everything nothing would shock me at this point i know
1: because i was shocked by the removal completely of uh the magical express and after that yes well you
0: know at least you know uh, cheers to mirrors cheers (laughs) to mirrors darn right bringing like keeping it around i have no idea like it's like I've never felt so happy about a company who has not released their price point yet.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> because if I'm staring at like a $75 bus ride from the airport to
1: I don't think it will be. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it will be.
3: I you know what? I this leads me to believe that Disney had to have known that, that service was going to be offered.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, and it, yeah, it would not even surprise me if there is a secret wink, wink, <laughs> nudge little kickback on the side. Yeah. Because truthfully, I mean, I get this makes a ton of sense for Disney, right? Now they the, the Disney Magical Express can now be run by Mir's called something different. Disney takes a lot less um, ownership on the product. Um, you know, people their clients are still getting to their resort. They're still having a, you know, presumably a great experience. Hopefully, no wheels fall off, and
1: they weren't making any money on it, and yeah. they didn't yeah. put any
2: money into
3: it, right? Like it's, it, mm-hmm. you know what? Um, Disney is a very successful business for many reasons. Well, and it
1: works for them in Disneyland, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah.
3: people people figure out their own way to get yeah. there. So, if you build it, they will come.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um I think in terms of like uh, the the add ons that we've been used to, I think a lot of it it just hinges on what does the future look like, uh, with this reservation system, because like it would have to follow a logical order. Um, where is it something that everything opens 60 days out or, or is it that you need to have a park reservation before you can make a dining reservation or before you can make fast pass reservations, whatever that looks like. Um, because i feel like you couldn't uh, i know right now you can make dining reservations 60 days out and and not necessarily have a park reservation for it but i feel like that's a that's a loophole that needs to close because you can't have people disappointed saying like i made a dining reservation and they won't let me in the park um because the their park reservations are out for my ticket type like either i'm just a regular regular ticket holder or they've run out of annual pass reservations i mean a lot of it hinges on increasing capacity because there will come a point when disney doesn't really need the park reservation system because they're just not going to reach their capacity um in terms of guest but numbers see i wonder
1: if they need it like that's kind of air quotes in terms of staffing Oh,
0: I agree. I think they keep it around just for that reason alone, Yeah, is so that they know how many people are planning on going to those parks so they can properly staff them for, for the days. But, uh, but I don't know. I, I think park reservations, they must be here to stay for at least the next little while. Um... I don't see what a cutoff point would be to, to be like, Oh no, let's get rid of it because it's well, so handy for them.
3: Yeah. And I don't see, cause even if they said cause I, I agree with you, it makes a ton of sense, Ryan. I don't know why you would, you're not going to have them book their park 60 days out unless you're booking dining 45 days out and then book your fast passes right. 30 days. Out, yeah. Right? Like you, you're right. There must be a buffer in those times. Um, and truthfully, maybe, yeah. What do you have? Maybe you have to have tickets to book fast passes now, right? Well, I mean, I guess you would have anyways. But like, yeah. you have to buy book your fast passes before you lock into your park so that you've got the fast passes you want for that park.
0: Or is it the other way around that like right. they yeah. won't let you book fast right. passes? But I mean, who knows but, what fast passes look like? <laughs> this is all speculation, right.
3: right? So then I think honestly, I I think that these are here to stay because I don't understand. I don't know moving forward when would it ever be advantageous for disney to say oh we don't need to know how many people are going to go or planning to go to this park this day yeah right because now now the only thing it it it, uh prohibits is potentially maybe a little bit of walk-up traffic but again you can still go to the park if if, you know if if it's not full people can still go into it
0: yeah and and i think um, it just gives them like the rough idea of what kind of capacity they're looking at. Cause I feel like I'll get, I'll give the example of let's, let's look at magic kingdom where when you go on pirates of the Caribbean, there are two loading zones and on a quiet day in January, they're only going to have one of those loading zones staffed by cast members. And so load loading onto the onto the attraction is going to be a little bit slower than normal. But if they have less people in the park, it's not that bad. You don't notice it too much. Um, it sort of evens itself out. But if they knew that on a Thursday in January, for some reason, they had like double the capacity they were expecting, could Disney then staff the park with enough cast members so that they have both of those loading areas open? Um, that gets guests through faster and and prevents the line from, you know, going up to 60, 90 minutes. Um, I think it's just so beneficial for their logistics that it, it'd be kind of hard to to throw away that easy uh, information ahead of time.
3: Well, and I wonder if, you'll, if they'll come a time where you know, they start noticing patterns around, you know, what days are booking up for what parks, if all of a sudden they throw a special parade at Hollywood Studios on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know what I mean? Like, you know, to kind of get more people there or, you know, truthfully, that's what extra magic hours always used to be anyways, right? It was kind of that, that carrot to get you to go to that park, um, to, to give the other parks a break or, or just to kind of spread out the crowds. But yeah, yeah, I do wonder, you're right. That info is really useful for them. Uh, so I do, I wonder if they'll uh, finagle it and, uh, you know, maybe it'll benefit us in the long run. We'll get different uh, experiences out of it.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about, um, let's just briefly talk about what your current thought would be about making park reservations. Um, because I feel like there's still some logic that goes into making park reservations. If you had full availability at the moment, Um, like obviously is it something that, you know, the classic is avoid magic kingdom on a Monday. Is that still the same logic now? Do you avoid, um, you know, Epcot on a weekend during a festival because you know that it'll just be a little bit busier or, or a different crowd there. Um,
1: I think that still applies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the old rules still apply.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I always think
3: for me, um, I know we, we tend to think of the trip as Saturday to Saturday or Sunday to Sunday. And so your first park day, in my experience, I typically plan to go magic kingdom, right? You typically go magic kingdom, three parks, magic kingdom as your last Mm. park. Right. Um, And so you've got like the Monday, is a busy Magic Kingdom day Friday Saturday a busy Magic Kingdom days. Um, that being said, uh, you know what, I've been on a Saturday Magic Kingdom has actually been quite tolerable, and you could go to Magic Kingdom on a Wednesday. Uh, it
0: could be <laughs> for easy. some reason so, it's yeah it's just packed. Yeah,
3: I, I I think sometimes you know you're at a loss for any type of reason on what what's going to work. But I I like having that strategy. That I also like I, I like. Magic Kingdom's my favorite park. I want to see it twice. If I'm going to go for five park days, I want to see it twice. Yeah.
2: It's funny because we used to pay a lot of attention to the numbers that you would get for... Like the park calendars. Right. Right. Oh, it's going to be a nine today. We better not go. But then we found that wasn't accurate even back then. I don't think we're using that at all anymore.
0: You know what would be... uh, And I hope if anyone from Disney is listening and you decide (laughs) to... They are. If they are definitely (laughs) listening... Um, if you decide to use this, please make sure you credit us uh, <laughs> as coming coming up with it. But, like, wouldn't it make the most sense for Disney to offer its own crowd calendar when you're making park yeah. reservations? Because but I don't if, think
2: they really want you to know. But I wouldn't um, trust wouldn't them.
0: wouldn't they? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I know there would be <laughs> yeah. some. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. For it sure. would be right. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah. if you went to Disney's website and right. it said, uh less people are planning on going to hollywood studios this day is that the day you would <laughs> right. plan to go to hollywood studios like i feel you like this... it,
1: with, with keeping the the park reservation
0: yeah like if you had to make a park reservation and disney in the reservation system said you know um you know magic kingdom is pretty close to capacity this day right. would you then choose to go for another another park instead and i know that disney behind the scenes could be manipulating those numbers to drive people to different parks but but i feel like i would absolutely um you know fall in line in that in that regard and and take their their information at face value in not in the same way that um like in the past couple of years, looking at uh, standby wait times, you know, with a grain of salt, because you're like, I don't think this is accurate. And yeah. I think they're just trying to drive people in different directions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I would follow it for a park reservation system, but yeah.
3: Now, I, I, do, I do wonder, you know, Disney announced, uh, was it D2L or not D2L, uh, it's a whole different place. Uh, D oh, goodness me, what is the fan club? D23, yeah. Um, and, you know, they announced a couple of years ago about the Disney Genie, you know, yep. the, the service yeah. that's going to, and so I wonder, maybe that's part of it, right? I know that the idea was going to be to kind of help guests choose what rides and attractions for oh, them yeah. to kind of prioritize right. on their trip. Maybe it it prioritizes what park day they think they should do and yeah. i mean i mean who am i to argue with you know if disney thinks the parks are going to be lower on certain days um, you know you're right maybe it is best to listen to them because they're going to get you in a park that's going to have less uh people going to it yeah i just think at a certain point it's an unavoidable you're going to end up going to a park that's you know, busy. You're never going to get, have to
0: plow through. You're never going to get the quiet Disney experience. Um, unless they get back to the really limited after hours events. But I, even that I don't see. Um, it's interesting. You mentioned the, the Disney genie, because I think for, for something that was so like, it was such a great announcement and you kind of go, Oh man, this could be really cool. Uh, Disney has made a lot of updates to its regular app, um in lieu of that and there has i've heard no murmurs whatsoever about disney genie well
1: i mean and... they're not they're not operating no normally. of course not so i i feel like i'd be surprised if they released it yeah but what was soon. like
0: uh, i think at walt disney world it was with disney mobile magic that they were talking about now now right like because when they stopped offering complimentary magic bands um for for your ticket for your tickets from your resort reservation um it went to cards like cards are the are the free one but disney pushed this big um you know campaign about how your tickets are can be on your phone now and that's this uh, is something totally different
1: that i wanted to sort of touch on with the park reservation and it plays into like using your phone to open Uh, and this has been true for a while but even getting like rise of the resistance right um there's like a generation that loves to visit disney that is like not tech savvy yes um like you know my my i can't imagine my parents at disney alone and my mom trying to figure out the app (laughs) like to (laughs) like she could probably do a little bit
0: but i mean Um, you're you're like your mom's not looking for Rise of the Resistance reservations, yeah, but
1: she might want to. But oh, even maybe. just like opening the door, but also realizing that you have to make like park reservations um, ahead of time. Like, I think I there's... don't think it's intuitive. No. no, I really
2: don't think that's intuitive, and I can I can see a lot of people being confused and yeah. then very
1: frustrated. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think there's just, and I know that's not going to be the majority, but I think there are there are people. That mm-hmm. it this makes it a little bit difficult for, yeah, to have the same kind of experience or the same kind of trip, um, and to feel in control uh, and confident in in that planning.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a really terrible um analogy, um, but here in Canada with our COVID vaccine <laughs> rollouts, we started out with uh people who were eighty years and older. And the majority of the reservations were supposed to be made online. And so, like, the, the marketing campaign was talking about, you know, if you're 80 years old or, or older and you want a vaccine, find somebody who can get you on a computer and do it for you because, like, because you can't do it yourself. And I feel like, uh, to Lauren's point, there's this, there will be a generational lag behind where disney is pushing forward with technology but there has to be some sort of backup um that caters to people who are not tech savvy and that's not
1: to say there there are plenty of older people that are very tech savvy for sure my grandpa is um like he loves to use technology he's on top of it um But I do I do know and I've heard of instances where there where there's some people that just are not um, as adept or confident in using it.
3: Well, and I think talking about technology, there is that fear, um, I think, of how much information do companies collect from you and that, you know, and, and, you know, Disney, just like other big companies, you know, they're they're data driven um, so that information is is kind of gold to them so i do know that there are people who are reluctant to put their stuff on the my disney experience account or use their real email address yeah. or yeah you know to, to you know and i mean you know now yeah you know at the parks they've got facial recognition when yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i mean that's you know like right and
0: get into biometrics and and yeah. how it gets converted into data and not like not act not the facial recognition that you're hearing about but a different kind yeah um, yeah, but I think it's important and it's something that we've talked about um, a few times over uh, over the course of our podcast um is that as Canadians there is uh, like a huge reliance on Wi-Fi at Disney because mm-hmm. you have to if you're if Disney is requiring us or expecting, that, like, to use the latest features, you need to have your phone, and you're going to use your phone for everything. Like, one, it's going to kill the battery, so, like, you've got to figure that out. But two, um, if you're not paying for data down, uh, down in the States, you're going to rely on Disney's Wi-Fi, which um, traditionally is hit or miss. Like if you're, if it's a, if it's a good day in Magic Kingdom, you get Wi-Fi pretty much everywhere in the park. If it's a bad day at Animal Kingdom at Animal Kingdom <laughs> or anywhere, like you can't get Wi-Fi, you can't access the things that you need to access. And as Canadians, I feel like that's a whole other thing, especially, um, you know, because you'd be staring at a huge data bill of like, you know, seven to $10 a day. While you're while you're using it down down there,
2: but I do have to say that that kind of takes away from the feeling of vacation. Like I know Ryan, my Ryan works very hard at planning our mm-hmm. trip and yeah. getting the right fast pass and trying to get another fast pass. And but then he's on his phone like right. almost the whole day, right? Like there's so there's something to be said for actually not having to do that anymore yeah. without having fast
1: passes. Yeah, yeah well yeah. I don't know, and
0: I really I'm not gonna lie. I really love magic bands. I do too. It's just so cool. (laughs) And it's such a removal from what your regular life is like like I, I feel like here in our regular everyday our phones already sort of drive our our lives enough um as we're talking yeah. to them so oh, going yeah. to disney and using a magic band was almost like a, a release from that freedom <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah well and i mean and you still can yeah. yes uh right there, that is for now happens right um, well, I can't. I can't. Because imagine. with the Max
2: Pass, when we were in Disneyland, Ryan was constantly on his phone trying to get the next pass. pass. Yeah. The max Pass. Well. We were running back and forth between <laughs> the two parks, which ended up making now, it like tiring. Now,
3: real quick though, I would say if you're doing Disneyland. You get the max pass for one day and utilize it for the best you can. Yes, and then you don't have to do it every other day.
1: Right.
2: When we said we weren't gonna, but we did (laughs) anyway.
3: We like those rides. (laughs) I know. It's fun to do it. So (laughs) I, I I I'm just saying that other people. So some people think that's fun, and some
2: people don't.
3: But I would say real quick, if if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, "Man, it's gonna be so fun to go to Disney. It's gonna be so relaxing." stop right there yeah that's fair. that is just not what this trip is going to be you're going to come home tired exhausted with a ton of memories and you'll love it
1: unless but if you make your unless you make your resort reservation and the parks are sold out then you'll have a right. relaxing time yeah. at yes. your resort yeah yes
3: and and actually i think i i know all four of us would totally agree you could go to disney world and just stay at the resorts and not go to the parks and have an amazing time. It's
1: Absolutely. True. I would be a little now, sad, but you could. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not
3: saying that that's the desired. Or
2: or, or like you've been many times and oh, you don't yeah. need to do everything. Right. No, right. right? That's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's sure. Nice. But we say that we're going to do that and we never do. We try to do everything. Like <laughs> we always try and jam it all in anyway. So yeah. Not going to be a relaxing trip. <laughs> that's fair. <rare. laughs>
0: um, I, I mean, at that point, Is there anything else that we need to talk about the Disney Parks reservation system? Well, we
1: didn't mention like one of one of the cons that we had we had all talked about like outside of an episode was this rise of the resistance issue, right? And how, you know, how do you (laughs) do you
0: plan? So yeah, so here's I'll I'll use our example. Uh, Like if you were to plan seven days, I would typically pick uh, two two park days. Like, if you had seven park days, I would pick two park days at Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom, and then one park day at Hollywood Studios. The problem with that is Rise of the Resistance. And if you plan only one day, one park reservation for Hollywood Studios, you've got all your eggs in one basket there. You want... Like you've well, we have get... to
1: explain to you though. You have to get a reservation to get on to rise, of the, on resistance. To rise, rise yeah. of the resistance, and it's they a boarding are pass. they are gone. They what? They release them twice a day.
0: As right now, I believe yeah. it's just yeah. twice a day in the
1: morning, and then one uh, around the one afternoon. o'clock or two o'clock. And um, it's uh, it they it, go right they're away. gone in seconds. Yeah. Um, so it, it you end up with a lot of really disappointed people who. Uh, like unfortunately kind of bank their whole experience on on being able to ride this one ride which is really fun and really incredible yeah um but yeah so what do you you know do you plan one part do you make one park reservation day at hollywood studios and cross your fingers that you get that reservation
0: or do you make two and then hope that you get Rise of the Resistance on the first day and then you can change your reservation to somewhere else. Well, hopefully, hopefully. or not, right? Yeah.
1: I don't know.
3: What? And is this where the park hopper comes in? Oh
0: yeah, you know what?
3: Where you say, well, I'll book two days and then if I don't get it for the one day, I'll leave. This is why two o'clock is not necessarily ideal. But you right. can leave at two o'clock and go somewhere else. I think honestly for Rise of the Resistance, first of all, it would, I bet you... Um, I will make a bold prediction and we can revisit this. But I bet in a year from now, Rise of the Risk Distance, um, if not sooner, we'll have an online boarding option. Because mm. I bet that Disney does not like dealing with unhappy, disgruntled oh, yeah. guests yeah. every single day at the park complaining that they can't get it. Where this way, people will be ticked off and they'll have to call in and complain. But it's just... It's t- you know I bet that there are a ton of people who who moan and whine they don't get it, and I'm not saying that it's not a rightful moan or whine. Right. But I you know I you know we, we plan on going in the summer. Um, that seems highly unlikely. Um, thanks to
0: what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I won't, get, I won't get I won't
3: get I won't get too political. But, uh, thanks to thanks to everything. Um, but you know, let's say we are to go, I basically would would tell my kids, Hey, we're going to go to Hollywood studios on this day. And if we don't get it, we don't get it. Our trip yeah. will not be ruined because of it. Um, I think that's the only way you can go and have a good time. I think, um, you know, and I know I did have somebody once who booked three days at Hollywood studios and they got on the ride twice and both times it broke down. Yeah. <laughs> now This yeah. was, this was, this was in the earlier iteration of right. it before, you know, the Kings got worked out. But I remember how disappointed they were because they had. They, it was so important for them to get on the ride, and they got on. And both times it broke. Uh, and again, that's not going to happen for most people. But it's one of those things where do you want your trip to revolve around that one ride? Right. I don't think. Well, so.
1: we've been on it one and a half times yes. for that reason, right. and and even with the boarding pass, we still like you still wait in line for an hour. Uh, yeah, like it's. Um, Yeah, it's not it's not quite like a fast pass. So yeah, we got on the first the first half, then it broke down, and we were able to go back. But we waited. Yeah, I mean we spent a lot of time. But I agree with you, Ryan. I think that, um, that it's one ride out of a ton of really fun rides. Yeah. But I mean, I just but yeah, I don't blame anybody for feeling really disappointed.
3: Oh, yeah. No, Disney like, created this amazing opportunity, this amazing ride that, <laughs> that they want everybody to ride, but they don't have the capacity. And, you know, once the uh, once the uh, Intergalactic oh, yeah. Star Wars Hotel opens, you'll have yeah. even more guests. And, of course, they'll get priority yes. um, to ride the ride. Now, maybe they'll have it outside of park hours um, to kind of alleviate some of that bottleneck. But, yeah, no, I mean, they created this amazing experience <laughs> that everybody wants to ride. Yeah. yeah. So, Um, I'm
0: just picturing this night based on your suggestion. I'm picturing this nightmare scenario where every single reservation you could make happens at 60 days (laughs) (laughs) and you have like, oh, you've got to make a park reservation and then uh, whatever the fast pass thing is. And then dining opens up at the same time. And if you want Rise of the Resistance. And so I feel like a family of four, you're going to have all four of you um, on a on a device. And it's like, oh, you're in charge of dining reservations, and you're in charge of getting Rise of the Resistance.
2: And then you just start yelling at each other, you're doing it wrong, you're not Uh, getting it!
0: You're ruining this vacation 60 days out.
3: I want to get a Rise of Resistance for Christmas Day while I'm eating at Space 220 (laughs) for
1: the evening. Yeah, But yeah, I just wanted to mention rise of the resistance because i think that does play an important part to many people when they're thinking about making a park reservation and and like the stress of this could be my one trip you know maybe ever or in years and yeah and how do like how do i manage that um yeah and i think i think maybe yeah you make two park days there and hope that maybe you can be flexible and change it, but yeah. it's so much riding on one, on one, uh, you know, one ride. That's that's a reality of making the park reservation and <laughs> and hoping to get that boarding pass for that ride.
0: I'd like to think that years from now, when we look back and and reminisce on how, um, how like dysfunctional rise of the resistance was like i'm sure in a few years from now we'll be able to to see it as like oh yeah it's just another attraction and we won't be dealing with the same um massive wave of
1: yeah i wonder i wonder how long it will take for them to just um like for it to function like a normal ride yeah like waiting you know
0: well i mean i i can say like um Flight of Passage doesn't have the same 300-minute wait uh, that it used to on a regular basis. Now it's just 180 minutes. (laughs) That's like it's max time. And yeah. But I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Um, As always... Disney makes announcements and things change. Uh, we have speculated a fair amount in this episode um,
1: on things that are jump off <laughs> points from yeah. the park reservation. I would say, like, the takeaway should be um, double check that there's availability before you book your trip. And yep. then once you book that trip, make your park reservations. Right. Away. And if you want to tweak them later, like, you can always go back and, and see if you can do that. But I mean, the worst thing would be to have tickets and no parks to go to yes or only one park to go to (laughs) yeah so i think i think that's the important
0: that's a good takeaway um and as always their disney's system makes upgrades every uh every so often so um always the disney website is going to have the most up-to-date information on on how how to make park reservations and and the details about park reservations, we don't know how long they'll last or if they're here to stay. Um, we can only speculate about it, but uh, but yeah, I hope that's been pretty helpful. Um, yeah.
1: Well, we would love to hear your thoughts on park reservations. Um, you know, you can always uh, find us on on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you know, leave, leave your thoughts in the comments uh cuz we would love to hear from you and uh or if you don't want to do that reviews on on like apple podcasts are very helpful <laughs> um absolutely ratings.
0: if our ramblings have somehow brought you joy or 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 been even the slightest bit informative um we'd love to hear about it uh so yeah subscribe and and leave a rating on whatever uh wherever you get your podcasts um it really helps us out um and yeah That's it. We want to thank you so much for joining us on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren and Ryan and Lauren. We are the double doubles. You've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening. And we look forward to you joining us again next time.